Welcome to the Fertility Stories podcast. This is your host, Mary Sodden, naturopath and fertility coach. I help women go from frustrated, overwhelmed, and isolated to calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. Each week, I have a real and empowering conversation with everyday women and men struggling with fertility to bring you hope, comfort, and support. This is our story. Welcome to the Fertility Stories podcast. Thank you. Hi, Sadie. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really great. Thank you. Can you tell us about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Sadie Banks, and my husband and I are from Utah, and we have just been, um, we've been married for a little over four years, for about four and a half years, and um, we knew we wanted to start a family right away, and so we started trying, and it just didn't really work out, and then, um, so we, in the meantime, we um, worked on growing our businesses, which um, I am a photographer, and also I own a journaling company, and it was just something that we've been working on, and it's, then we got into IVF, and now we have our little miracle baby, and we are we're navigating through um, parenthood. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about your fertility journey? Absolutely. So, like I said, we wanted to start our family basically right away. Um, we waited a couple of months to start trying, but then once we started trying, um, just like I feel like every fertility journey starts. Um, it wasn't happening. Um, we just kept getting negative after negative. I would try, um, the ovulation predictor kits and I never got a positive. Um, and so that was really confusing and frustrating to me, but, um, I thought that that was kind of normal just because I feel like a lot of things fertility related, um, feel normal because nobody really talks about that type of thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, we'll keep trying. And in about six months in, we decided to um, try and see an OBGYN. And when we went to the OBGYN, she told us that um, it's normal for people to um, go for a little bit longer to in trying before they get pregnant. So she told us to keep trying for about another six months and to come back if we were unsuccessful. So I just, I remember leaving that appointment very discouraged, but also like, okay, fine. So we did that. And then about six months later, we went in and, um, because we had been unsuccessful. And, um, one of my biggest concerns was, um, PC, well, two of my biggest concerns were PCOS and endometriosis, because both of those, um, run in my family. And, so I remember sitting in the OBGYN's office and saying, I'm really concerned about these things um, because I have two sisters and both of them, one has PCOS and the other has endometriosis. And I am just worried that I might have one of those things or both. 
um, is there anything we can do? And she just kind of looked at me and told me that I didn't have anything to worry about because I didn't look like I had PCOS and just, and then I just remember leaving that appointment feeling so defeated because her, the like advice that she gave me was to just keep trying. And I was like, but we've been trying. And I thought that after 12 months, like we would start getting the help that we needed and we just didn't. And so I remember just being so, so frustrated and so depressed um, because I wanted to have a baby and I wanted to grow my family. And so we kind of took a little bit of a break from doctors at that point, and we just kept trying on our own. And then it took me a couple of months to build up the courage to just call a fertility specialist because I felt like that was a big step in accepting that I need, we needed help. And so about mm, four months later, so we, were, we had been trying for about 16 months, I decided to make an appointment with a fertility doctor. And um, so we did, and we went in, and as soon as we got in, they were like, okay, let's do this consultation with your doctor. And they, the doctor, I remember him asking, why do you think you're here? And I said, well, I'm just concerned about PCOS and endometriosis because I have sisters that have both of those things. And he was like, well, let's go check for PCOS right now. And I just remember like being completely like almost overwhelmed that we could have checked so quickly. And we went in and checked and he did an ultrasound and he was like, yep, this looks like you have PCOS and like that's I mean, it's not great, but now we have a, a way to move forward. And I just remember crying tears of like validation because I knew in my heart that something was not right. And to have that validated and then also to have a plan moving forward um, just really helped me to like bolster hope in my life again, because at that point I didn't really have any hope. And so that was kind of what started us on our journey with, well, that was exactly what started us on our journey with fertility specialists. And then um, from that point, we tried um, a few rounds of timed intercourse, and then we did an IUI. And then um, we took a break after our IUI for financial and mental health purposes, um, because that was really hard for me when it failed. And then um, a couple months later, our doctor reached out to us about a clinical trial for IVF. And we jumped on board for that because we really wanted to um, try IVF, but we, IVF is expensive and we were in the process of trying to save up for IVF. And so we did our clinical trial and it ended up being successful. And now we have a little five month old baby girl from IVF. And that is basically our story. <laughs> Congratulations. That's definitely a success story. Yeah. With the clinical trial of for IVF, what sort of what were they like testing for? Were they doing like different um, kinds of treatment and medications or Yeah, that's a great question. So the treatment or the clinical trial that we were a part of was testing um, a follicle stimulator because most follicle stimulators um, you have to like 
take the saline solution and put it into the um, medicine, I guess, and you, you make it yourself. Um, yeah. But we were testing a pre-mixed um, oh. oral stimulator. Um, and it's, I remember sitting in the doctor's office when we were discussing the clinical trial and our fertility specialist said, this, we know this drug works, but because of the FDA, we have to test it. Um, the only difference is that this, this drug pre-mixed has a shorter shelf life. And so we were just in that test group for getting it approved for the FDA. And hopefully it's getting approved soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, hopefully for most other women out there going through IVF. Mm-hmm. How did you handle like the failure of the previous IUI? Oh, that was so hard because I remember moving from time to intercourse to IUI. IUI felt like the next step and it felt like I we were doing something more than just time to intercourse. I mean, we used medication with time to intercourse, but the IUI felt like more. And so it gave me a little bit of that like extra hope. And then when it failed, it was just like, I don't ever think I'm going to be able to bear children, you know, like, and it was just so devastating Mm -hmm. and it took me to some really dark places. And I just, I, it's hard to explain because I honestly don't remember a lot of it because it was just like a blur of like hard times like that. The the months after that were just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to, even explain how it feels when something that you were looking forward to just failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How, how do you think this journey of what you've been through, how has that journey changed you? Oh, it has changed. I mean, it has changed me so much. I, I look back at myself pre infertility and I, I don't want to say that I was naive, but I was naive to um, hard times and things like anxiety and depression and um, just like the dark places, the real, the reality of the dark places that people get into um, because our minds have such a powerful like impact on everything we do in life. And when you, are going through infertility, it feels so isolated and so alone and like nobody understands what you're going through. And then on top of it, it's one of those things where you have this like conflicting experience where you want to tell people that you're trying to have kids, but then you also want to experience that exciting, like we're pregnant if it ever happens. And you go through this vicious cycle of every month of I am going to not get excited about getting pregnant because what if it doesn't happen and you like protect your heart and then you also are like calculating how many months away nine months is and how when your baby would be born if you got pregnant and when you would be able to announce and then it's just like this devastating blow when it's negative again and all of that helped me to see that like people are going through things every month and every day that you don't see. And 
it's just so important to just be kind and to be empathetic and to pay attention to what hurts other people. Um, if somebody says, hey, that hurts my feelings or that was really hard to hear, then it's important to apologize and then learn what is the better thing to say or do. Um, and as I've shared my experience online, it's been so interesting to me to educate people on what doesn't help and what does help. And it all comes back to just being empathetic and being a good friend and saying, I'm sorry that this is happening to you and I love you and I'm cheering you on. I can't fix it, but I want you to know that I'm in your corner. And as we've, you know, been able to get pregnant and have a baby, I found that that is really what is important is just being in people's corner and being there to listen. Um, empathy goes a really long way. And when we try to be empathetic and when we try to be a good friend, that doesn't go unnoticed. People recognize that we're trying. And um, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from infertility is that everyone has hard stuff. We just need to know that people are in our corner. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 for sure. Did you have family and friends support you as you were going through your fertility? Yes, um, and I think that that is something that is so huge, um, especially when you find out that people are going through infertility. They just need support. And my sister, actually, one of my sisters, the one that has PCOS, she also had to do IVF for her babies. She has. Um, a singleton and then she had twins through IVF and that was something that was so helpful to me because I could talk to her about the struggles of infertility and um, even if she didn't quite understand what I was experiencing or I didn't understand what she was experiencing we had that connection and then also because my sister had gone through it as well I felt like my family was a lot more supportive and they um as soon as they found out that we were trying, they just let us know that they were praying for us and that they were always thinking of us and that they were there to help us um, in whatever way we needed. They helped us get more people to join in on our um, fundraisers when we were trying to fundraise for IVF, because even though it's a clinical trial, we still had to pay certain um, fees. And so we did a fundraiser for that. And my family was super supportive of that. And, um, yeah, we just, we were really lucky. I, I feel really fortunate that we had such a great support system through our fertility journey. That is amazing. Wow. That's, yeah. that's great that you had all of that support, plus help with fundraising too. Mm -hmm. How was, did, yes, go on. Oh, I was just, I just said it was amazing. And yeah, for them. Yeah, for sure. How did it affect your relationship with your husband? going through fertility journeys oh man I feel like it's like a it's like a roller coaster like there are points where you're really in it together and you're just like okay we can do this we can do this and then like something will happen and it's hard for one one person but not the other or um it's harder I should say not just hard it's harder for one person than the other and it's hard to communicate what is going on and Thankfully, we 
really prioritized um, going on dates and connecting with each other because I feel like infertility, again, feels so isolating. And something that I've learned is that my husband's never going to fully understand what I'm going through and what's happening in my mind and in my body. And I have to be okay with that. And it's the same for him for me to him. I don't understand what is going on with him. And so when he needs my empathy and my support, I just need to be there. And that was something that we established early on that sometimes we just needed to sit together. Um, and I just needed him to be there. I didn't need him to say anything or do anything. I just needed him to sit next to me. And I think that that is really important because I, I've seen so many couples um, just lose that love and that desire to be together because they're going through something hard together and there's a lack of communication or a lack of um, allowing the other person to just not understand. Um, and, and I think people forget to also connect. I mean, the whole point of fertility treatments is to grow your family. Mm -hmm. And when you are struggling, it's hard to remember that, I think. And so, again, we, we made a really big effort in date night and connecting with one another because it can be really, really hard mm -hmm. with that relationship. Yes, that's for sure. What were the top things that you do consistently for your health? Oh, um, so for fertility wise, I um, cut dairy for a long time. And then I started um, actually eating dairy again. And then I had my baby and she can't handle dairy. And so I had to cut it again. <laughs> dairy is a huge thing that I've cut out of my life. Yeah. Uh, and then um, another thing is um, I've learned to track my cycle. I, I feel like that is a silly thing to say, but I remember when we first started, I didn't really know how to track a cycle or mm -hmm. know what I was looking for in terms of ovulation or um, the lack thereof. And so um, learning how to track a cycle was really mm -hmm. important for me. And then um, also I think getting help from doctors, um, and stepping over that pride of I, I can, we can do this on our own. And it's, we're not like overcoming that mental hurdle of we're not infertile. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting help from doctors was a huge, huge step for us. And I, th I think that doctors actually, I know that doctors know a lot more than me and they are, they have our best interests in mind and they want us to, um, be successful as well. And so I think that trusting my doctors and finding doctors that I could trust was a huge part of my health and fertility journey as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's for sure. What, what did you feel when you were first told that you got a positive pregnancy test with the, with the IVF? Um, so it's funny because I feel like a lot of couples have this like big moment of like testing mm -hmm. home or, you know, being prepared, but mm -hmm. we didn't test at home because I have like 
some serious triggers with um, at-home tests because again through our journey I never got a positive on anything and so I was like I'm not gonna not gonna test at home we're just gonna wait for the blood test Mm -hmm. and we got the call from our fertility clinic and um, I asked them if they would leave a message because I I didn't want to listen to the I'm sorry this is negative Mm -hmm. because I feel like when that happens you just like don't know what to say but you also just want the phone call to end so we asked them to leave a message and I went to my husband's work and we were sitting in our car together and it's they said that it was positive and I just remember feeling like what like my body can do this I didn't know that my body could even get pregnant and we just kind of sat there and like stared at each other with these huge smiles on our faces but also just like in complete an utter disbelief because it had been three and a half years and we had never, mm-hmm. ever had a positive. So it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can really hear it in your voice. Like how happy that moment was for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. I follow you on Instagram at Sadie Banks and I love your on your Instagram. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> of you and your family and I know that you also have a company and journals do you want to tell us more about that yes absolutely so um I should have mentioned this with like the health portion um one of the big things that helped me through my journey was writing um because I again was in a really dark place um and I had a lot of things going on in my life and I just was really honestly and truly depressed and, um, and needed an outlet. And so I asked a bunch of people that were going through fertility treatments or had been through IVF or were going through it at that time, what, um, what things were helpful for them. And I created a prompt journal through that, um, questionnaire, I guess, Mm -hmm. and, um, started using it in my own journey. And that was when, um, I really hit a turning point in my own mental health. Um, and I really think that would also played a huge part in, um, the success of our IVF because that was, that was in between our IUI and our IVF. And, um, so I started using it and it was really beneficial for me. And I realized that if I needed a product like that, there were people that needed a product there were other people that needed a product, that product as well. And so I began selling it as the infertility journey journal from good grief journals. Um, and the whole point of good grief journals is to help people to use their grief as a force for good in their life. Because like I said, infertility, um, has changed me and it has made me more empathetic. And even though it's one of the hardest things I've ever done and ever been through, um, that grief has changed me into a better person. And um, the whole goal, again, behind Good Grief Journals is to help people to use their grief as a force for good in their life. And so we have the Infertility Journey Journal. We have a Miscarriage Journal. We have um, a Pregnancy and IVF Journal and um, Journals for Anxiety and just overall grief as well as a Motherhood Journal. So it's a growing company and we're really excited about it. And, um, like I said, the infertility journey journal 
changed my infertility experience because it helped me to overcome the hurdles of um, depression and also um, gave me a place to have an outlet and to leave those hard feelings. So. Wonderful. How can women get a hold of the Good Grief Journals? That's an excellent question. Uh, we have a website, goodgriefjournals.com, and there, we have a shop right on there. And then we, if you want to follow along on Instagram, we have an Instagram account, Good Grief Journals as well. So Wonderful. What Final question. What is your message to women and men out there struggling with infertility? Oh, um, I feel like my message is to hold on to hope. Um, and I know that that's hard to hear because there were lots of times where I felt like hope, all hope was lost and that um, it just wasn't in the cards for me. But if you hold on to hope and keep going, um, even if you don't know the next step, um, keep going and be open to things and um, the way will appear. And it, I, I feel like you have to just keep an open mind on what your journey is going to be because sometimes things jump out at you that you didn't realize were available. Um, for us, it was a clinical trial. We didn't realize it was available until it was handed to us. And I feel like a lot of the stories that I've heard about people with adoption or um, foster care or anything like that, it's been that same way. They, they weren't planning necessarily planning on it at that moment, but because they were open to it, it happened and it was um, really pivotal in their, in their journeys. And so hold on to hope and keep an open mind because um, things that are good are coming. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Sadie, for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for having me. Um, it's always good to share my, share my story. How awesome was that? If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe, and I would love to receive a review from you. And let's keep this conversation going. What is your fertility journey like? How are you choosing to be compassionate with yourself? Subscribe to the Fertility Stories podcast. I've got a new episode coming your way next week. And until then, talk soon.